Todd Mack. And I'm Joe Dorowski. We're the hosts of the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we discuss a great character in a great story. If you listen to us, your fancy will be tickled. And your thoughts will be provoked. One reviewer described us as fanboys with PhDs. Our discussions cast a wide net, alternating between TV, comics, films, and novels. In one episode, we may discuss a Spanish telenovela, and the next week, an American superhero comic. That was January 2016. Or one week, we might discuss a Japanese manga, and the following week, a Jane Austen novel. That was October 2016. Check out the Protagonist Podcast. Great characters and great stories. Welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are talking about the 1991 live-action Turtles sequel, The Secret of the Ooze, one sewer-hunting minute at a time. It is a new week. It is Minute 36. I am your host, Scott Tofty. With me, as always, is our crew of, uh, I don't know, I'm running out of things to call you guys. You're turtle fans. <laughs> turtle House guys. <laughs> My crew of house hunters. Uh, that's Chris O'Connor right there. Cheers. Oh my God! I think about what happened to you, and now I'm sad. Oh. And uh, Rachel Gatlin. Hey. Also a house hunter. <coughs> and uh, and Adam Sheehan. Hi. I'm I'm worried about Chris. Yeah. You okay, Chris? Yeah, I'm fine. I just you know a little too much whiskey on my Monday. <laughs> All right. It's, it's Tuesday. No such thing as it's too Tuesday? much whiskey. <laughs> Wait, well, what? it's 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 our what? Tuesday. You could not oh have my... made that point better. Oh no. <laughs> We're recording on Tuesday, but this is Monday's episode. It is Monday's Monday. episode. You you know how this time works. Stop trying to confuse me. I just saw Avengers just Endgame. I just saw Endgame, and now I I doubt everything I've ever thought about time travel movies. Oh man, that yeah. was so spoilers! Good. And Die Hard spoilers. Oh, well, this is coming out like weeks. But, this is coming out like a full three or three weeks after after the movie came out. So we're yeah, fine. we're fine. Yeah, we're yes, good. but not not everyone currently in this room has seen it. I'm so. not going to drag that out. I'm going to keep saying I haven't seen it yet. Like six well, that months guy. from now, just to see how long it lasts. Yeah, you deserve to have it spoiled. <laughs> I think two two weeks is. I think two weeks is a good amount of time before you're the person who should have to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the contrarian on the other end of the microphone is our guest for the week, ladies and gentlemen. That is Mr. Jeff Matthews over there. Give him a round of applause. Hi, Jeff. <laughs> Welcome to Ninja Turtles Minute, sir. Thank you very much. So Jeff comes to us by way of Adam and Rachel. I believe you guys go back a ways, yes? Uh, kindergarten, actually, since we were into Ninja Turtles the first time. I feel like that's that's part of how our friendship kind of cultivated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you guys tell the story of how you cultivated this friendship? Because I think our listeners would like to hear. I think we all have that friend, that Ninja Turtle friend. So Yeah. Yeah, you're an important guest, Jeff. Like, this is a... Well, now I feel important. <laughs> I mean, because we went through this together. I feel like... I've watched this movie with you more than I've watched this movie with anybody else. That's probably true. That's that's probably hundred percent true. Like, actually, this was this was a sleepover movie. It it was uh, the Ninja Turtles movies. That was one of those things that, uh, as a little kid, to have this movie on, even if you weren't all actively watching, if you were just jumping on the couches, swinging your arms around, 
taking sticks from outside and hitting each other with them while this movie was playing. <laughs> you know, no normal was, kid stuff. Yeah. yeah. That was that was eighty percent of my childhood. Yeah. In fact, that's how I got exercise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was um, T ball so for other kids. For for us Jeff, it was this. What is it about Ninja Turtles that uh that captivated you? Um, I th- I think it was the extreme creativity that was in it. I mean, years later, as adults, we we found out about how it sort of stemmed off of the Daredevil story. But as little kids, we did not know that. So when this story came out of thin air, it was mind-blowingly insane that someone would come up with this. Um, and, and it mixed everything cool. It, it mixed um, household pets uh, with ninjas. Um, martial arts that as a kid who only got his exercise from swinging his arms in front of the TV was never going to happen for me. <laughs> you know, um, pizza. Uh, mm. they, they, they really just thought of, you know, what food would children love? That's the food that the Ninja Turtles eat. Um, so that, that was a big part of it for me. I think we ate pizza almost every time we were watching the movie. Right. It's like you have to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's an experience. It's not just, it's not just movies or cartoons or action figures. It's all, part of a larger experience i always say that i think it's the ninja turtles that's why our generation loves pizza so much it's it's why i know about pizza like i feel like i learned about pizza from the turtles yeah in in a way they're like our generation's beetles because there's four of them and as a small (laughs) child you you really identify with one you know as as it was a small child you you know you identify the most with michelangelo you know the same way maybe you did with ringo as a little little kid in the 60s and then as you get a little bit older um, you know, your point of view changes because Donatello is still too nerdy when you're a kid, but then you, you become a moody preteen and you identify way more with Raphael and how <laughs> Donatello gives is absolutely the Paul McCartney of the Ninja Turtles, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and Raphael is like the John Lennon. He's the moody one. Wait, who's, kind who's, of a, who's the George? Well, that what? only leaves Leo. Right? Yeah, because George, I George was kind of the more stoic one who held everything together, and you didn't realize when you were younger how talented he yeah, was. He was. As Kim's, an adult, Leonardo should get way more credit than he did when we were kids. He was holding together something that was very rough. Well, I, yeah. I think I think we all grow up to see ourselves become Leonardo. You know, like it, you have kids, you have to be in charge. No, you don't I, really like it, yeah. but I peaked as a Raphael. I have Leonardo's <laughs> around me to get me through the day. <laughs> I, I would know. like to posit that George Harrison is Splinter. Splinter? Yeah. Hmm. George Harrison is Splinter. He was the wisest one. Yeah. He he was. Um, I love the comparison of the Beatles to the Ninja Turtles. I don't think I've ever heard that one, but it's kind of perfect. We do love uh, playing that game. Yeah. Yeah, we did X-Men and the Ninja Turtles. It's this groups of four thing. Like, any team of four, it's it's the same kind of archetypes. And I guess you do have it in the Beatles. Yeah, we uh, did. Uh, we did the Golden Girls too at one point. Um, <laughs> I did the members of Black Flag. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, did we try it with the cast of Friends? There's too many. There's too many. Six on Friends. Yeah. We'd have yeah. to get the Mutanimals involved. Yeah. Yeah. Leonardo is definitely no, uh, lost a- though. April and Splinter, yeah. and then you have six. So if you have the Four Turtles and April and Splinter, then you have six, and you could do Friends. Yeah, I suppose. But yeah, Leonardo is the Ross. Yeah. <laughs> and so then no, no one wants Ooh. to be the Ross. That, that, jo- Joey's Mikey. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Chandler's Raph. Raph, yeah. Phoebe is Splinter. No. No, that doesn't work. I think Phoebe, wait a minute. Could Phoebe be Irma? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. All right. Listen, we can what do this Casey all day. Jones? We should. Oh man. <laughs> we we got to move on here. We should, we got to move on. <laughs> Leave it to the Twitter audience. Hashtag yeah. Turtles are friends. Turtles, um, turtles are friends. <laughs> not <food>. so. <laughs> Jeff. Not ninjas. We're talking turtles too. What is what is the the thing that stands out the most for you about the secret of views? Uh, as an adult, um. And actually, this is right where our first clip starts. Um, we'll be seeing this in just a moment. Uh, as an adult, searching for housing in an expensive urban yep. area. I know. Mm-hmm. You know, as a kid, you identify with the the pizza and the martial arts and all these other things. No, this is what I identify with. Yep. Trying to find a reasonable place to live in this economy. What can yeah, I, I afford? Totally get oh, it. a hole in the ground. Basically. Yeah. 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 And that, yeah, that's where our first clip takes us. Yeah, th- this is kind of where we are right now. It's like we found the place. Now it's just about maintenance, clearing the cobwebs, and getting things to turn <laughs> on, and fixing the garbage disposal. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm the Donatello. All of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. Be. All right. Well, listen, Donatello. Let's get into our minute. Minute thirty six starts here with uh, Mikey and Donnie having a bit of a Donatangelo moment as they're traipsing through this access tunnel or sewer and it ends with the uh turtles discovering home or what will be home so excuse me the uh the the scene here this uh but no gag that michelangelo (laughs) is doing everyone has quoted this in their real lives correct Mm -hmm. that's true Especially when you're like a little brother. If you're a sibling trying to bother the other sibling, yeah, and you're the younger one, that's that's where you go first. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think for most people, you would say that this is a joke based on that experience. However, I think for us in our generation in particular, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Do we do the but no thing because of this movie? Do we have that affect because of this, or is this movie a mirror of what we were doing at the time? Uh, I think because of this movie. Yeah, I think because of this movie, too. The world may never f- truly know. Yeah. Yes. How many licks does it take? Mm. <laughs> Three. Well, according to um, Mr. Owl. Well, I never made it without biting. <laughs> Wait, was it three or two? One, two, three. Crunch. Three. It's, it was four. Because it was one, two, three, and then crunch, right? Yeah. 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 Ugh. I always thought anyway, he was an unreasonable yeah, Don't Don't trust that owl. <laughs> He was pompous and nobody liked him. What a rude owl. Yeah. So Michelangelo, you know, falls down a hole and clearly breaks all of his ankles, yes? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. You, of them. He's, he's 15. He's got teenage elasticity. I do yeah. have to say, from the reverb on his voice when he fell down the hole, it sounded like he fell at least a good 80 to 90 feet. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen closely. It does not at all line up with the actual fall. No, no. I half expected a slide whistle and a splat sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> and his brothers seem mildly concerned that he fell down the hole. They go, oh, no, but it's not It's not really pure You panic. know, they grew up in the sewers. I'm sure they're used to surprise falls. Yeah, this isn't the first time this has happened. Oh, that's a good point. That, that's, <laughs> no. that's the one thing that we didn't experience as children who didn't grow up in a sewer. That's yeah. true. So, um, go ahead. I have a theory about... Actually, no, we're not really there yet. I'll wait. Okay. I have a theory I want to get to. About this. I have a couple of theories in the, in these minutes, I think, and I'm, I hope I don't forget to bring them up, but uh, we'll get to a few. Uh, Mikey falls, and the turtles, Donnie and Leo, go take a look for him, and 
we hear his voice and he's very excited. Check it out. <laughs> and this is our introduction to, you know, the resolution of part of this movie. We've spent 36 minutes with the turtles being homeless and we're about to finally settle them into a home. It's and kind of what an interesting home. kind of an interesting storytelling beat because you sort of resolve one of the big, you know, conflicts of this movie a third of the way through. Right? You'd right. think you yeah. would maybe save that for the end or maybe no. It just it just seems like a weird place to be like, "Oh, look, we found home." I actually I feel like they should have gotten here way sooner. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might agree with that too. I just think it's at a weird point in the film. Um and I don't know if that's due to just, you know, scripting issues or what, but it just it seems awkward that it's jammed this far into the movie. Like we've built up to it for so long. Not that it isn't a good payoff because I actually really like the payoff. It just seems like it's it's a weird choice to put it at this point in the film. Yeah, it's 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 an odd, it's odd pacing because it is only 80 minutes long. Like Correct. To, to take this long to get to the end of your first act. Like it's like okay, now what? It's I, I was actually just talking about the new Power Rangers movie. Yes. And how it took them 80 minutes to become Power Rangers. Ugh. Like, yeah, it's like I've already watched the whole movie's worth of movie and they haven't even become Power Rangers. That's like watching a Wolverine movie where he doesn't get his claws until the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, but why am I even that, watching this? Isn't that the complaint for like every origin movie, though? Like Not the every Power Rangers. Movie. No, I think the, Batman Begins the, got the, the right. last Godzilla movie. They're like, oh, you yeah, didn't see Godzilla. Godzilla movie, like you only see Godzilla himself for like 15 minutes. But, but it was but amazing. That's, that's the formula of a Godzilla movie. If you go back and watch an actual Godzilla film, there's like 10 minutes of Godzilla film. Well, so, like so a, much tension. Just be like, oh, man, this earthquake is crazy. What could it be? Uh, or even like a classic like monster movie trope where you don't always see the monster. Jaws. Oh, yeah. well, that's that's Jaws. Yeah, that definitely yeah. started with Jaws. Yeah. Even Batman Begins, that was the big complaint there, is that you didn't get to see him be Batman until X number of minutes through the film. Well, I feel like that's a complaint that gets thrown around a lot. And not that it, you know it's a, a bad, you know, a wrong observation or anything. It's just it comes up a lot. I think there's a way to do a superhero movie without an origin story. Just just throw your audience in a world where Batman exists. Like, yeah. That's what Batman 89 did. He, yeah, yeah. Just, Burton did. Batman's here. Uh, here's Gotham City. Batman exists. We'll fill you up on I the mean, stuff as we go. They still focused a lot on his dead parents. Well, yeah, but dare like... I Dare I ask, isn't Turtles 90 kind of that film? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> actually. Yeah, they, I went, mean, they went back and did a short sequence of origin, origin, but it was... It was very, uh, very compact. Yeah, that's true. Like they do, they uh, in, in Batman '89. Like you get, jo- you get more of Joker's origin than you do the the turtles, and it's the same thing with uh, Shredder. Well, I mean, you 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 also get their origin. You kind of get like an equal amount of Shredder and Turtles' origin in the uh, in the first Turtles movie. And they also they were economic with it because they used it as a way to explain to April what happened. So it kind right. of was one of those origin stories that killed two birds. Yeah, April was the audience in the first movie. Yeah. Exactly. How, yeah. how much did uh, how much did Bruce Wayne actually say to uh, to Vicky Vale? Right. I don't think anything. Yeah. But she did see him hanging upside down, and that to me is enough to prove that he's Batman. Right. He's clearly a bat. <laughs> I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Neither can I. Only a Batman would be able to do that. <laughs> or he perhaps must be so- a man bat. 
He oh. must be some kind of Batman. <laughs> so or, why, or a man bat. So or a man why bat. did you bring the bat person? <laughs> <laughs> so as the turtles jump down into their uh, new discovery here, we get the beginnings of what I consider to be one of John Dupre's most bu- beautiful musical pieces in this film. Uh, it's this sort of ascending... Uh, woodwind and string line it's the most john williams thing in this movie it could have been you know a short musical sequence in any of his movies but to me the music for this part feels like finding home for the first time like it's just the most perfect music cue i think in this entire film like it it hits me in the feels it gets me all warm and tingly (laughs) it's pretty good yeah it's real good uh and then you know to, to illustrate the fact, we get the beautiful visuals of this uh, old, dilapidated, abandoned subway. Donnie flips a light on. Very out, dilapidated. And we get some really good, like, movie-quality cinematography, which we haven't had a ton of in this film. It's been kind of, you know, it could have been shot for TV, but this is a very sort of cinematic entrance into this layer and i really like it and you get to see all the beautiful cobwebs and the lighting around the stained glass ceiling the old subway car uh i just i love the introduction of this new layer and i just love how open and big it is yeah Yeah, as a kid it was um this part was so convincing that i remember lucidly thinking as a child i 100 percent cannot wait to have the chance as an adult to live in an abandoned subway (laughs) (laughs) it sounded like such a cool thing didn't it? yeah that was the same thought at the time Uh, set you up for a lot of disappointment do you remember Mm -hmm. those books um the boxcar children the boxcar children yes yeah Yeah. it was like all about them like you know figuring out their chores and like refrigerating their their salted meat in like a nearby river oh those were so good (laughs) yeah it, it like just disturbed me that it was these orphans that just live in a train car. It is kind of actually really sad. Yeah. When you when you stop. <laughs> well, to think yeah. about so, it. so is this scene. The cinematography yeah. <laughs> and their expressions don't present it that way. But as an adult looking back at this, it's it, it, it's a big symbol of oppression if you really think about it. The pa- that the power comes on and all the lights are working. That's that's. I was like, oh man, what a victory! Because like their last layer didn't have lights. Yeah. And it was also yeah. small, and everything was shot in close quarters. There was no semblance of space there. It was like trash. It was just a pile of trash. Yeah, this abandoned yeah. subway is them moving up in the world. This is like the Hilton. <laughs> we'll get there. I, I, yeah, I w- we'll get there. <laughs> I would. I wouldn't be surprised if this. Uh, if the, if this like uh, this this little subway station is like one of those secret subway stations that like President Roosevelt had made. Well, I'd like to get to my theory, if I may. So this subway looks, this little subway tunnel looks a lot like the abandoned pneumatic subway system from Ghostbusters 2. (laughs) And I think that it is the same subway system from Ghostbusters 2, but in a parallel universe. Ah, like this subway is like an interdimensional hellmouth or something. <laughs> well, yeah, I, not, not maybe. I mean, transdimensional it, access point. But IDW has um, has opened up. A th- they they own so many properties now, and they like to cross over. And they've established that Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters live are cross dimension versions of New York City. Like Egon <laughs> built an interdimensional door, and they met the turtles and did a whole crossover. We'll have to do an episode about that. Yeah, I haven't oh, read crazy. that one yet. 
I know they're just doing another Batman Turtles movie soon, or a uh, comic book, and a movie for that matter. Jesus, it's yeah, been that, so long. I, that, oh, that's that trailer happening. looks good. That looks like it's going to be fun. Um, yeah. But the cool thing about this is that, you know, if you've ever been to New York, one of the things that you can do is you can go to the Transit Museum and you can actually take a tour of some of the old abandoned subway tunnels, one of them being the City Crazy. Hall Tunnel, which is not this exact subway, but it features, you know, big stained glass ceilings and these big arches. Those arches, I, yeah. This is clearly based on that, on some of the abandoned subway stations around New York. If only the subway still looked this nice. Right. Um, <laughs> and I was going to save for the next minute. I actually have the model of subway car in there, but I'll save that for 37 because, you know, why not? It probably um, still smells like pee, though, like hot yeah. pee, the way the New wow. York subway smells. No. Yeah. What you don't see is the seven homeless people that are also living in the abandoned oh, right? subway no. station. <laughs> <laughs> this this was probably where they came and they're like this is nice and now these turtles moved in yeah. and speaking these- of homeless living conditions um the cobwebs up there are indicative of some serious air quality problems yeah yeah those are realistically crazy. If, if they lived here for a few months the air in here would kill them way faster than token razor <laughs> ever would well that leads to another question the stained glass ceilings are those like peeking out Above ground because they look pretty well lit. Yeah, like, can light you is see coming that in. from the surface. <laughs> like uh. it's either coming from the surface or it's coming from either another station that's above this. That was, but it's coming from somewhere. New right. Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Oh well, then well, it does explains smell like the smell. This is actually the Port Authority. <laughs> this is just that's just the glow of New Jersey. Yeah, it's actually the light that smells like pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's mosquitoes the size of that hummingbirds. Is exactly what New Jersey is. The state you bird know, of New Jersey. Spe- yeah. Speaking of uh, large insects, so I, I just want to tell a thirty second story because I have to get this. I I've been waiting about 30 years to get this story out. So I I realize now that those are cobwebs as a kid, when I saw in the theater, I legitimately thought that those might've been super big spider webs. And so my mind got going, um, because naturally you, 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 you know, go off on daydreams while you're watching a movie like this. So I thought that these were actually a premonition, a prelude to a giant spider character that they were going to introduce that had perhaps been hit by the ooze, like the turtles in the sewer. I'm I thought glad maybe that, that, that spider was going to come out. They were going to fight that. Then maybe it, it eventually gets on their side because it just wants peace and quiet in the sewers like they do. And it helps I, them fight, I am you know, so Token you Razor. And it's a, yeah, it's a seven way mutant battle at the end. So as the movie she ended, I got out of the theater and everyone was like, wasn't that so cool? And I said something along the lines of, yeah, but we never got to see the giant spider. And the <laughs> silence that hit was terrible. Uh, so, somewhere there was a New Line Cinema executive sitting behind you in that theater going, where was this kid six months ago? Yeah, I, I, now, and now I'm more proud of that thought. At the time, I was terribly embarrassed because everyone looked at me like, wow, Jeff. <laughs> but I, I think this was a missed opportunity. What are they going to get to the I fireworks agree. factory? <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for Shelob to come out the whole time and wreck the place. <laughs> yeah, that's the giant spider in Lord of the Rings. Oh. Yep. Okay. Guinevere can't Isn't watch there a that giant part. spider in Harry Potter, too? Yep. Yeah, Aragog. Yep, yep, yep. Aragog, that spider. Isn't there a giant spider in, like, 
a lot of fantasy. Which is why I thought it was reasonable to expect. It's because we're all afraid of them because they we hate them because spiders are just the worstest. I don't hate spiders. Well, that's a good and mature attitude you've got right there. There's one in the room with us right now. Very long time to get to where I could accept spiders. And like when I see a spider, I no longer squish spider. I get a cup and a piece of paper and I go through the effort of capturing it alive and releasing it outside. And the whole time I'm like, okay, spider, I'm being nice. You be nice. If you bite me, you die. The house spiders are pretty harmless. They just, I they, don't care. They're um, terrifying. They yeah, but they eat, eat those even more terrifying uh, house centipedes. Oh, yeah, the silverfish? Those, no, the silverfish are different. Yeah, oh. uh, the, the little centipedes, too. Yeah, those ones. I, the sand colored ones. Those ones, ones I just yeah. yeah. The ones that always end up in the bathtub for some they reason. They love bathtubs. And they can't get out. Yeah. Yeah. I love our tangents. <laughs> uh, Adam, is this the minute where Mikey says Spider City? It is. Spider City! Like, <laughs> so I was not being unreasonable. He yeah. even had a setup that went yeah. nowhere. But like, there's that joke again, the, the something city to indicate, what does that indicate? A lot of something. Yeah. yeah, but why is city like, oh, that's something or other city, like... Am I just stupid that I don't get this? Do you want lazy writing to be the answer? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Circuit City, Spatula City, various stores yeah. called cities. He's got a point. All right. He's right. He's oh, right. What? He's right. They're both right. Yeah, yeah. All right. This episode so, should be Adam realizes he's stupid. You do not. You're not stupid. Don't do that. Such such negative self-talk. Jeez. The one where Adam learns he's an idiot. <laughs> Well, well, listen, I think we've done a really good job in dissecting this minute and getting just about everything we can out of it. Does anyone have any final thoughts about minute 36? Nope. I'm just uh, wondering how they're going to clean up all those cobwebs. Gee, I hope it's a montage. I was just I about to suggest so. a montage. <laughs> Another missed opportunity. Yeah. Uh, make sure you guys go. Where they, um, they you know, flip through the air and practice their flips while cleaning. Yeah. I think that there could have been a lot of opportunities in here to clean while learning new martial arts And then they've skills. got like cotton candy arms, but it's um And he would have the opportunity webs. for Splinter to do a Mr. Miyagi. Sweep of the floor. <laughs> Paint of the walls. <laughs> Splinter Miyagi makes me happy. Uh, all right, everybody, make sure you go to catch us on social media at TMNT Minute on Twitter and Instagram, the TMNT Minute listener <laughs> group on Facebook. Send us your Turtle Fan Minutes, hashtag Turtle Fan Minute. If you want to be on the show, record one minute of audio of yourself talking about this movie and send it to tmntminute at gmail.com and uh, duelinggenre.com also for more amazing podcasts. For the crew here, I am Scott. This is Chris, Adam, Rachel, and Jeff, and we will see you guys on Tuesday. Actual Tuesday, not just Chris's drunk <laughs> not Tuesday. Not pretend Tuesday. Not that fake Tuesday that oh. almost got me fired. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Cowabunga! Splash!